welcome to another episode of the Ball and Foot Podcast, where we're depressed, angry, mad, something, insert other angry adjectives here, whatever, whatever, etc., etc., etc. I'm Daniel, and I'm joined as always by Jason. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm out of good, good, amazing adjectives to describe you today because it's just the mood that I guess uh, that's not towards you that i was already angry i was already decided i was gonna make a uh sound and then you said that no i but i had to make sure that you know that it it wasn't towards you so <laughs> thank you thank you for all the adjectives you've given me um before those will nestle me and cuddle me uh through these uh hard 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 facts we're about to drop on this podcast good gosh i mean you it was Should I, I want to say this game? Well, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, should I um, just read the message that you sent me uh, before this even started, just just to prove that Daniel is probably better. It's probably gonna win the predictions game because Daniel did a little prediction himself on Saturday morning at eleven oh six. It's the timestamp I have on this message. Well, go ahead and mark the game tomorrow down against um, Nottingham as a loss. City and Newcastle drop points today, and when teams in front of us drop points, we tend not to capitalize. Which I thought was a very like I almost read that as like you're building up towards like this, you know, just you're gonna waylay Chelsea and slap them across the face, and then you're just diplomatic about it. We tend not yeah. to capitalize, and then I think you gave me a couple crying, laughing emojis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, the naivety we had on Saturday morning before the game. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it goes. I mean, it's like people in front of us drop points. Oh, this is a great chance for Chelsea to make up ground. Like, nope. <laughs> We're just gonna drop points along with them. We didn't lose, which we probably should have. We deserve to lose, but you know, yeah. whatever. Um, just, I mean, like, I I guess this is like going into the game. It's like, okay, we, we played an amazing game last weekend and then we coming into Nottingham Force. It's like, what do you expect? We talked about on the podcast, like, okay, well, you know, we gave predictions just like, yeah, I, I think this was sort of what is to be expected at this point. We're on the highs and then it comes down to the lows and this is where we stay more we have more of the lows and we do the highs. So, so I predicted last game. I think I predicted we would win, right? Yeah, you did. You and you predicted win. we would lose, or did no, you I predict a draw? draw? I predicted wow. one draw. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Wow. So you're leading the predictions game right now. Probably. What is it like? What is it like? Two to one or three to two? Or we something can like just that? start it over right now, and you could be like, "It's one to nothing." Daniel called it with the Nottingham game, and you and you get a bonus. Let's say you get a bonus quarter point because you uh, predicted it on Saturday as well. Oh man, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, this is just—I don't know. It's, it's to the point now where it's just like this team is beyond frustrating. I don't even like. I don't even. I'm not even mad about it. Like, Speak it's for a, yourself. <laughs> it's like I don't even have the energy to get mad. Like I don't feel like it's like if you get mad. Sometimes, like, you can use that anger to motivate. Or you feel like at least, hey, maybe my I'm getting mad for a reason that there's going to be something positive come out on the other side of this. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense at all. I guess from, like, a, 
I'm thinking about it from a coaching perspective. Like, you get pissed at your players during the game. You yell at said players. You see different results happen on the pitch after that. It'd be great if our manager showed some emotion on the on the uh, sidelines. But you know, whatever. Not getting into that today. Um, but um, yeah. So, but I just don't even have the energy to get mad anymore because it's not gonna. It doesn't do anything. It's just like hmm, we suck. You're saying you used to be able to channel anger into hope that it would yes. burn like some some positivity at the end of it. Yeah. And and we would bounce back. Yes. Our hope is dashed. We are no longer a bouncy ball that bounces. We splat. <laughs> yes. All yes. all of the good feelings that you get from a nice bouncy ball throw mm-hmm. doesn't happen because it's broken on the sidewalk. That's right. It's like whenever, you know, you have that, that tennis ball and you've had it for like years and you've been playing <laughs> with it, you know, and you throw it up against the wall and then finally it's just on his last leg and you, you go to throw it against the wall and it just, it just doesn't bounce anymore. <laughs> like that's more the point I am at with Chelsea right now. I'm the tennis ball. I've been bounced up against the wall for years, and I'm yeah. just I'm de- I have nothing left. Our <laughs> our season is summed up in the simple sound of, yep, that's our season. <laughs> what a stupid. We had a word for it, which was mid. Which right now, yeah, we're in tenth place. Right, it's, it's pretty mid. True, pretty mid. But now we also have a sound, and I'm very excited yeah. about that. It's just sounding up. It just sums up Chelsea's season right there. What a stupid, stupid season. What a stupid team. Stupid ownership. Stupid coach. Stupid financials. Go listen to all that stuff. We didn't call it stupid then, but I mean, we're we're seeing the payoff now, and I think I think the word stupid is appropriate here. Mm -hmm. I don't even know, like. There, I don't think there's enough adjectives in the world to describe how I feel about this team. And there's just nothing left. I have nothing left. I mean, like, you you take me from a 2-0 win to a 1-1 draw against the bottom of the table team. Who are not bottom of the table anymore, by the way. I believe they made it out oh, at the bottom I'm today. Glad we can um, help them. Yeah. So, doing. anyway, in the, the freaking fact that, uh, Tottenham reject right back scores the goal against us doesn't help anything either. So it's yeah. like it's just one thing after another with this team. I, don't, I mean, then you've got it, I don't know. I don't know. What, what, I mean, did, what was what was your initial reactions to the game, Jason? I I didn't feel good about the game the entire time. It's really it's it's a game of two halves, right? And neither half is very good. Okay. True. We'll just get that out of the way. It was the exact same lineup as last last game. We're doing this. Um, I keep wanting to say last week. I guess technically, no. We're a few days past this. We we took yeah. some time off. We've collected our thoughts. We came up with the well. Daniel came up with the sound, <laughs> and it just is what it is. <laughs> That's a, after all these days of like not thinking about this game and slash thinking about this game that we came up with the sound. Um, I think yeah. it's perfect. Um, I, I mean, the lineup's exactly the same, except Asby comes in for James, right? And mm-hmm. Nottingham Forest sat back the entire first half. They made hardly any adjustments. 
we made no adjustments. It was just us with about 79%, 80% of the possession, just trying things out. Most of that was lateral passes. And they were so compact and narrow that there was no midfield in this game at all. We were doing long balls. Like, we almost scored in the second minute off of a long ball from Koulibaly to Mount. Like, that's probably one of the only good long balls of the day. Um, And it was the very first one. And I just think that, like, I think everybody was kind of excited, at least, about the lineup. It's probably our strongest lineup or one of the strongest lineups without all the injuries, of course, uh, minus Dave, um, who just, he's just lost his step at this point. Like, it's mm-hmm. just not, it's not fun to watch him play anymore. Um, I, I just think that, like, I didn't have a good feeling from the start when, when, like, literally our midfield is the back line. Because we had, like, we were hardly in our half, um, except for when they broke. And then that's how the game was going. Like, the game was just a jockeying, a breaking. Only Nottingham Forest were waiting for us to screw up and, like, try to pass it to what we, we started out in a 4 2 3 1. Um, Zakaria and Jorginho are defensive mids. You got Pulisic, um, Sterling, and Mount. And I guess in this free roaming thing, although there wasn't much, much place to roam, Havertz up top. And then you had the same back line except for Dave. So Kukurea, um, Silva, Kulabali, and Dave. And so there, there's literally like nothing happening b- with the two defensive mids in front of our back line. So Kulabali basically managed the game for the first mm-hmm. half. Um, when we kicked it over the top or when we tried to play it through the middle, inevitably, inevitably, one of our midfielders is going to lose the ball. It happens every damn game now. It is it is insane to watch. It is infuriating. Sterling has no dribble. Sterling cannot control a ball at his feet. Um, I don't I don't care how good he is at a poacher's goal. He got freaking lucky. It bounced off the bar to him when we scored our goal. Like that goal was a little bit well worked. Uh, if I can, I can't really remember everything. The ball pops out to Pulisic on the side, and he crossed it in and their defender back healed it up almost goes in the net crumbs off the crossbar right to sterling's feet who to be fair did a nice little like volley of mm-hmm. that ball into the back of the net which great control awesome it's one of the only times he's had it this season but it's like i mean we're basically just watching the back line be the be the midfield when we lose the ball inevitably they would break. They had several good breaks. They're they're very fast. They were able to like actually pass the ball through our lines when they broke. We would try to break back, and then when the breaking stopped, we would just do it all over again, and the field would basically start at the halfway line, mm-hmm. and we would do all that again. And that was the first half, and we got lucky. We we were goal up, and and then you have the second half. And I'll let you talk before we talk about the second half. But, like, my impression of this game was we're not doing well. We don't look good. We have no ideas. Nobody can finish. Nobody can pass. Nobody can dribble. Sterling in his stupid stepovers. Every freaking time he loses the ball, Pulis is going to lose the ball as much as he can. Like, I, I was texting you, and I was like, Koulibaly had, like, double, over double the touches that Jorginho mm-hmm. and Zakaria had. Um, at, at like points during this game, um, 
Like, there was just no movement. Like, you couldn't move. Kudos to Nottingham Forest. They came out with a plan, and we got a very lucky goal off of that. And then, also fair to Forest, they they were the only team that did anything new um, coming out of mm-hmm. half. But anyway, what, what were your thoughts? I, I kind of went into the whole first half. So, That's I guess, I guess I mean, what are your thoughts there? I mean, my whole takeaway was that there was no adjustments on our end. I mean, like, you said it perfect. We had no midfield. But, like, we played a 4-2-3-1, which we had essentially three midfielders with mm-hmm. Mount, Zakari, and Jorginho because Sterling and Plissett played more mm-hmm. wide. They played a 4-3-1-2. They put four guys in the midfield. They played very narrow. Their two strikers, like you said earlier, like, would they were just dropping back. They weren't coming past the midway line. They weren't coming past the halfway line. They were... That was their cutoff. Like, they didn't do anything. Like, they just sat back. And we said this all year. You can press us. You can sit back on us. You can do whatever you want to do. We can't break you down and score. And there's people on Twitter like, you got to get the midfield involved. Play through the middle. No. If you're clogging up your midfield, you got to go wide. Where did the mm-hmm. one goal come from? We went wide with the ball and crossed it into the box. And we, I mean, it was a fluky goal. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But... We went wide, crossed the ball. And see, they know, like, if I'm looking at this from a Nottingham perspective, oh, they have, there's no Reese James. Their best wide player is not playing right now. Their most creative player is not playing right now. We don't really have to worry about them attacking this very wide with Pulisic and Sterling. Let's just make them go through the middle. Or let's make them go wide instead of, you know, Mm -hmm. not being able to play through the middle. That's what they did. And it's a brilliant game plan. They just countered us. They had four in the midfield. We had three. Like, what do you, they took away our midfield. How did we beat Man City in the Champions League final? We took away their midfield. We overpowered their midfield. That's what Tuchel's plan was. It worked. You take away your midfielders, you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, if Jordan, if Koulibaly is the guy that's touching the ball most for us, it's not good. Like, you don't want Koulibaly to be the guy that's touching the ball most for you. So, right. I mean, it's just that was my biggest takeaway from the first half in the entire game. It's just there were no adjustments. At least I knew when Tuchel went in at halftime, and it was always a joke between us. It was always a joke. It's like, well, if we can just make it to halftime tied, Tuchel will make adjustments and come out in the second half True. and do something. I didn't necessarily like that. That was one of that's one of the negative things to talk about too. I think if you're a manager, especially at this elite level, you've got to be able to make changes on the fly. Tuchel wasn't very good at that. Potter is clearly not very good at that. So it's like, I need you to make adjustments in the game. And then I'm like thinking to myself, okay, well, going into the second half, Potter's got to at least come out and do something different because we've only got one goal. It was fluky. They've looked the better side despite us having 80% of the possession. What are we going to do different? And we literally come out and do the exact same thing. And... At that point in time, I'm like, we deserve to lose. We deserve whatever we get out of this game. If we lose, if we get one point, we deserve that because we're literally doing the same thing. And then Nottingham Forest just ratched up the pressure. And, I mean, honestly, I don't know how we still had 70 something percent of the possession at the end of this match. Like, it seemed like, I don't even remember us hardly touching the ball in the second half. Same. Just Nottingham Forest, Nottingham Forest attack, Nottingham Forest attack. It's ridiculous. And, like, nothing, like, you said earlier, how many shots on goal do we have in the second half? 
Uh, we didn't have any on goal, but I think we had one. Yeah, one shot, no shots on goal in the second half. Yeah. Uh, no corners in the second half. Nope. So, essentially, we had no offense in the second half, is what yep. we're saying. Nothing. And they got their goal by a freaking Tottenham reject right back, which makes it even worse. <laughs> that, that And I'm sense. just... I don't, I don't even know. I, I can't. I mean, we were talking about it. The commentators were talking about it. Like, we, we looked so impotent in the first half. And we talked about this at the beginning of the year when Tuka was still the, the, the coach. And we, we just passed the ball laterally. We just passed the ball sideways. And we invite pressure and we invite pressure and we invite pressure. And Nottingham Forest, literally for that first half, said, Hey, we'll soak up all the pressure. Show us what you got. They saw we literally had nothing. And second half, they came out and decided they wanted to play. If they would have just played that way from the start of the game, we would have lost this. We, oh, we, yeah. would, we would have lost easily. Mm-hmm. We had no answers for, for what they were trying to do. Um, we, we didn't play particularly well. I, these player ratings on, um, on FOTMOB are ridiculous. Very generous. Very like, generous. I mean, I don't know if these ratings are like relative to the game. Like, what is happening here? Like, these are, these ratings are really weird. I, I clicked on a few players, and I don't, I don't understand how the rating system works. I think it's, yeah, it's on a curve or something. It's like you said, it's very generous. We we did not play well. Like, mm-hmm. no, none of this none of this reflects good on the players. None of it reflects good on the manager. Um, like you said, we we literally made no adjustments. We were doing like for like subs. We did a three man sub in like the seventy something minute. Um, it, I mean, it was basically just like no, nothing new, nothing changed. There was literally like no way to break them down. We had no answers for it. And then the second half, we had no answers for them just coming out and taking it to us. And I think we, we had like 60 something percent possession in the second half. I, I'm with you. I don't know how we did that. We were on the back foot the entire half. Mm-hmm. Like we could, we, we couldn't piece anything together. Nottingham Forest picked that up in the, in the first half. And then took advantage of it in the second half. They they deserve to win. We we completely yeah. deserve to lose. Um, I feel bad for their defender who just popped that ball up. Um, it was it was a weird way to defend that cross anyway. But but like, well, I mean, whatever. I mean, like that's that's just how it goes sometimes. But we were lucky to come away at the point. Uh, it's not good enough. Um, I'm just at the point now where I. I mean, where, where do we go from here? Like, I mean, there's just nothing. It, you were saying last pod that we needed nine, I think, from the next four games or something. From January. We needed nine from January. To that for it to be a, a – like, I would think we – I mean, 10 or ten or 12 would have been – I guess 10 or 11 would have been more acceptable. Well, you me. draw City and you win the winnable games. It makes sense. We got 10. Yeah. Or the Liverpool game in there too. So you draw oh, yeah. one of Liverpool and City, yeah. and you win the winnable games. You come out with ten points. I think that's a good nine. Would just be like, to me, nine was the bare minimum. Like, okay, yeah. nine. We lost to City and Liverpool. Okay, we well, we've now we've already drawn against one of the teams we should have beat on paper at least. Mm. And now we have to go to City, and then we got to go to Fulham, who are in form right now and ahead of us in the table. Then we got to go to Crystal Palace after that. Um, and then we go finish up January with Liverpool. Yeah. And then throw, then then sprinkle the other game against city in there with the FA cup. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's not going to stop. 
It's not. It's not. And the, the, this thing, and I think people are finally starting to realize this, because you and me have been saying this since before this season even started, that, and there's been other people saying, I'm not saying we're the only ones that have been saying this, there's been a small contingency of us Chelsea fans, and we've mm-hmm. been small, that have been saying that it's not the managers that come in here, it's not necessarily yep. the board, it's the players yep. that are in this club. And people are finally starting to realize that if this is the third manager in a row now, that yeah. it looks like has trouble motivating the players or has the players have trouble getting up to play for. Him. Okay, we saw it at the end of Lampard's tenure. We saw it at the end of Tuchel's tenure. Maybe they've played two games for yeah. Potter since he's been here. Like, maybe? Like yeah. the AC Milan game? For sure. Um, maybe the Champions League games, I guess you can say they've been up for. You know, they've been up for a few games with Potter. But not the consistency that you know mm-hmm. they should be. So, you, and that's why, I like, Potter's at fault for not making adjustments in this game. Yes. But I'm also at the point where it's like, what if the players actually played up to <laughs> right. their potential? Would right. Potter's tactics have worked in the game? Just like Lampard. You know, a lot of his tactics weren't terrible. It's just the fact that we couldn't finish. Same thing with Tuchel. His tactics, he put us in position to score goals, and we couldn't finish. Yeah. And do we it, do we just have a talent problem? I, I like think we always say the player players need to live up to their potential. What if they just don't have that much potential? I mean, there weren't many players we were very happy with when we did our players episode. Okay, here you're you're right, and I agree with that to an extent, but I also think it has to do with what's motivating these players to play mm-hmm. because yes I, I do think there's a certain handful of them that are not talented enough to be on Chelsea but then I think there's another handful of them that aren't motivated enough and don't play for Chelsea for the right reasons like you look at the the, the Lampards and the Terries and the Drogba's and even the the Fabergasses and the Costas like those are the people that show what it means to play for Chelsea, the mm. hazards. Like, you could tell they wanted to play for the badge on their shirt. I don't know any of these players outside of Reese James, Thiago Silva, and heck, I can't even believe I'm about to say this, Jason, but maybe Keppa should be <laughs> yeah, drawn to that I know. conversation it's weird. now. It's been, it's, it's a weird season to have a redemption. It is, but that is literally, like, the only three players, no, I'm, some of these youth players, like, I'm to the point now, just throw the damn youth players in there. I don't yeah. care at this point in time. They will probably show, show more heart and more passion to play for the badge more than a lot of these players out there. Just throw them in there. It can't get any worse. I mean, just as long as we don't get relegated. Yeah. So, that's the issue. The issue is, is like, yeah, I would agree. We probably do lack talent, but that's part of it. But then the other part of it is, we just have players who don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, that's what it else comes down to. And when I'm, you have those two factors, it makes it look even worse than probably what it is. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you uh, completely. We we have a bunch of players that, um, I mean, if, if you're not living up to your potential, we always just talk about their potential and their potential and mm-hmm. we hope that they get their potential. 
Uh, I mean, maybe maybe their potential is has a lower threshold than what we think it is. Maybe right. I, maybe some of these players just aren't as world class as they think they are. Or we think they are, and mm-hmm. and I, I think that definitely is part of it. Um, but yeah, you're right. There there is just a lack of hunger, and I understand like when you get this far into a season and you're sitting mid table, and we're essentially out of two of the competitions. Uh, we're about to be out of another one, and then when the Champions League kicks back off, we'll probably be out of that one. But like, so when you, when you don't believe that you can win anything this season, um, I'm, I've already written it off. I I think this season's a wash. I think, I think the writing has been on the wall for a while, Mm. but yeah, there just is not a lot of hunger. Like there just is not to everything you said. We just, these players do not come out to the, onto the field and look like they want to be there. They don't come out on the field and look like they want to put in a good performance. Is part of that just they're getting way overpaid and they just get a big paycheck and there's no motivating factor there because they're making $300,000 yep. a week? I don't know. Could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a speculation. But but I don't know. For whatever reason, and it's been, it, to your point earlier, it's been seasons long now that we have had a group of players that just don't care. And, um, I mean, even, even when we won the champions league, like there were large parts of that season where like players looked checked out as well. Um, so, uh, because I couldn't even believe we made it to the champions league final. It was weird. It was a weird run in to that. Um, so anyway, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I, I'm very disappointed in the team. I I'm sure they're disappointed in themselves. They have, they deserve it to be disappointed in themselves. They, they do not show any sort of tenacity on the pitch. They don't show any sort of creativity. They don't show any, any thing that they've done on the training ground does not translate to the pitch. I don't care mm-hmm. how look good they look there. I don't care what their trick shots are. I don't care how great they are in training. I don't care the little games they play, uh, uh, to do drills. Like, I just don't care. Like come out and play, man. Like, I, I have an opportunity probably to go see Chelsea in March uh, and at Stanford bridge. I do not want to go like, it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. I, I don't want to waste the money. Like, plus they make it really hard for like, if you're not like a season ticket holder to, to pay, mm-hmm. I would have to pay hundreds of dollars. I have no motivation to do that. Yeah. Why it, would you want to pay hundreds of dollars yeah. of your hard earned money to watch a team go shit the bed possibly? Like, yeah. Who knows what team might show up? The, the amazing Chelsea might show up that day, but there's also a good chance that you're going to get a team that just doesn't care. And why would you want to waste your money on that? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I'm not, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm not excited to see this group of players. I'm not excited to watch them uh, totally just blow it. Um, and, and there's nothing that is motivating me to go outside of, but like, I, I literally don't like I could afford it, but it's hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, am I spending, do I want to spend hundreds of dollars to waste one whole day of my trip in London to go watch Chelsea right now? I'm going to say no. And oh, that, that to me says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it does. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's one thing like, like, I feel like we're just, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's so much of this, like, that is, like, I feel like there's, 
there's so many different things that are just wrong. Like the previous administration had their own issues. Yeah. Like with contracts and transfers and everything like that. They weren't great at it, to be honest. Like they weren't. Like they let Rudiger leave for free. Like they made dumb decisions. Like Lampard told them whenever he was here, go get me Declan Rice. And they wouldn't do it. And it's like Lampard was brought in to be that transition manager to weed out all the crap that was in the thing. And then you don't support him. So same time I feel bad for Lamps. And then, you know, Tuchel comes in and does great things for the club and was probably one of the few people that could follow Lampard because of what Mm -hmm. Lampard means to the club. And, you had to get somebody that was world-class and then for what he did in the short term. And now we're going to Potter and it, I don't, it, but it's the thing is, is the thing that remains is the players. And so I feel like at some point you would, we as fans have to start just looking at the players and saying, okay, we might not have the best manager right now, but our players are just a bunch of pricks. <laughs> They don't really care. Yeah. So, I, I I don't know. And like you said, they don't live up to their potential. It's like, you're, like maybe they're not as good as they think they are. I mean, <laughs> there's several players when you said that that came to my mind. Right. I'm like, oh, well, A, B, C, and D, you know. I'm not, <laughs> not going to throw any players under the bus or whatever. I don't really want to do that. But people popped in my mind. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you had players that popped into your mind too. So... I, I mean, there's know. been several players we've relied on for a long time mm-hmm. that haven't been good for a long time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I mean, like, I feel like, like, I mean, our best players out hurt right now, but our best players also are right back. Our most creative players right. are right back. It, your most creative best player on your team should not be your right back. Right. <laughs> like, I mean... Really our good. team should not fall apart if our right back is out. But that's the way Chelsea is. Like if our right back is not playing, yeah. W- what are we? <laughs> yeah. I, so we dude, we don't even have a regular formation that like we can depend upon from game mm-mm. to game. I I know that the whole flexibility thing is supposed to be great or whatever. Like there's just no there's no core. It doesn't feel like there's any core idea doesn't feel like there's any core ideal um injuries have ravaged us uh so that's just its own thing but like you got to have other players that can step up as well and we can't blame every single thing on the injuries like some of these players on this squad should be stepping up uh for the amount of money that we paid for them they should be doing a lot better than they are and um and yeah we just don't have anything that we can fall back on like and and what to your point earlier that the the hunger and the determination like would be like the thing that should get you through and like any any sort of adversity any sort of conflict in the season any sort of like just things that are out of our control like that should get us through um at the very least we should still have a hunger to go out there and perform and yeah i think i'm taking your point uh to to heart here like just they do not care and 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 they would be offended i i I mean like like their performance doesn't show that they care i'll say that i'm sure that they care their performance doesn't reflect it right so i'll say that 
that, that's the thing is like you got to look at it and say you know sometimes you know you you when I'm sitting there you know and I'm lecturing my kids you know about something or talking to them about something and saying hey look this is what you need to do and they're like I know I know I know well I know that you know the right thing to do mm-hmm. and I know that you know how to act but I need you to show me that you know how to act right and that way I, I truly know that you understand what I'm telling you right now and I feel like that's the point where we're at with this team's like like you just said, we know that there are players that care. But then when they step foot on that pitch, they're showing us like the exact opposite of that. Right. They're showing us that they really just don't care. So, and that's why last week, the, literally the title of our name of the freaking podcast was Chelsea Win. Hold on, wait a minute. Should we pump the brakes? <laughs> because that's the whole point of that was like. Right. Yeah, we just won, but shouldn't we probably shouldn't get too excited because something else is going to happen. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's I. It's like it's been going on for so long. I'm sort of numb to it at this point in time. So I mean, there's nothing, but like I mean, to your point about the title of the last episode, like there's nothing. There's nothing that would make me excited now like because we're not stringing together anything that matters we don't we don't show any progress even in a win we show no progress so i mean like what what are we supposed to do here you know i don't know we'll keep making episodes about this this isn't going to be a fun podcast for a while like it's not going to be fun to talk about this team for a while it's not going to be fun to watch them like the I I think this season is over. Like okay. I I have seen nothing so far in the first half of these games that makes me think that we've we we've regressed mm-hmm. since since Tuchel came in. Um, I think we've regressed since like I think it was like since last year. Like even when Tuchel was here, like yeah. we we started regressing when Tuchel was here. And it's just been a steadily like decline all year. Yeah. Like it's not like I don't even want to blame like we've regressed since Potter because I think they both have played the same number of matches right now. I think Potter has like two more wins than Tuchel does. Yeah. So I mean, fair point. But at the same time, like neither one of them were good this year. That's the thing about it. Like you can't like we were starting sure. to have that conversation about Tuchel. And then he gets fired. It's like, maybe we should start talking about Tuchel. I don't really want to, but maybe we should. And then he gets fired. And it's like, do I think we should have kept Tuchel? Yes. I was firmly behind keeping Tuchel. But at the same time, it's like, I understand why I, I get both sides of it. I don't agree with Potter being our manager right now, but whatever you do, you bully you on the club. But it hasn't, it hasn't improved us. Like that manager bump that all these other clubs get, I think we got it for like one game. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. So whatever. I don't agree with us rating Brighton. Yeah. For our for our next group of talent. No. Why? Yeah. Why are we Why are we rating a mid? Well, I mean, they're ahead of. Are they they're telling ahead of us right now in the standings, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, mid table team for talent. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It, I mean, it just really doesn't. Like maybe in four years we'll eat crow here yeah and and we'll pull an arsenal 
but it's going to be a long four years, man. I don't, I just don't see it with Potter though. That's I don't the thing. Like, like I'm not saying the talent isn't going to be there in four years. It might be, but I don't see it happening with Potter because statistically speaking, he has not had a winning record at any of the clubs he's been at except for the first one. And that was whatever bomb freak league that was in. Yeah. And he was there for like 10 years. So yeah. what makes me believe that he's going to have a winning record at Chelsea? I have none. Yeah. And we gave this man a five-year contract. Whatever. That's nothing. But maybe. Prove us wrong. Please. I pray that you prove us wrong. <laughs> yeah. The problem is he's not proving us wrong until another four years down the road. It's not yeah. happening anytime soon. And then that's the thing. It's like you're bowling and them are fixing to find out how ruthless football fans are because with every loss or draw that's like if we get slammed by city it's at home is it not this weekend it's at the bridge yeah. right yeah it's at home there's a good chance that we get smoked which there's a good chance that that's going to happen number one number two there's also a good chance that there's going to be booze raining down from the supporters and every right they have every right to boo at this point in time yeah and so bowling and them are fixing to figure out how or find out how quick a fan base can turn on you with Potter, with because there's a lot more negativity in our fan base than there is positivity in the fan base. Yeah, I think which is not good. I think it's every fan base. I think every fan base is toxic. You know, ours is just more toxic right now because we're losing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, I don't know. It, it, bowling, then we're gonna find out though. It, it, this weekend could be bad. Or not this weekend, tomorrow. Golly, why am I saying this weekend? That's yeah. freaking tomorrow. It's tomorrow, Thursday. yeah. could mm-hmm. be bad. Yeah. It could be a bad night in London tomorrow. Speaking of that, what's your prediction? 3-0 City? Yeah. I, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, I, it, it, I could see 4 or 5. I, I mean, I'll say 4-0 just to keep it interesting. I mean, how many goals is Holland going to score? Like, There's no way we're scoring. I don't see it. I don't I mean we're not even gonna touch the ball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, now here's the thing. I will say this: if there was ever a game for us to try and play like Brighton. This is the game. <laughs> let's try and play some counterattacking football. Let's sit back. Let's see if maybe that's the answer to this team. I have no faith that that is, considering that Silva's that Dave's out there on the pitch. He's old as dirt. Koulibaly's way too aggressive and makes too many mistakes. The fact that he didn't get red carded last game for accumulation of fouls is just baffling. And then he had a yellow card. Um, Silva is, I don't know if he can sit back and absorb that much pressure the whole game because he's old. He's been making some mistakes lately too. He has been. I mean, they haven't cost us yet. He played a really good game last game. He made up last game. But the game before where we won, he had some, Yeah. He has a questionable plays that game. Um, Kukurea, who knows? I mean, he I don't know. He, he's used to absorbing the pressure because he's used to playing for Brighton, so he might be actually pretty good at that. I mean, who knows? Let's just sit back and, like, a, let's just park the bus on him. Let's go old school move, park the bus on him, and just hit him on the counter. <laughs> I mean, what else do we have to lose at this point? I, I mean, we're not going to beat him by controlling the game. Yeah. So, might as well just sit back in. Don't let them try and score and hit them on the counter. <laughs> I'm, I'm for it. 
I, I hope that it works. I I have no hope. I, I'm going back to my old ways. I'm not predicting a win until we get another win. And then I don't even know when that's going to happen. This See, in just the way that this season has gone and the fortune that we've had, this is going to be like the game Potter's going to show up and probably win. So I should probably actually predict a win. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> City 3-0. City I have no hope yeah. that we're going to beat City. So Same. City 3-0. Yeah. So, I think we lose pretty badly. Yeah. yeah it, it could be a lot worse. I'm, I'm three nils. Me hoping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a me hoping that it's close. <laughs> oh, I'm sad. I'm, I'm. This is a sad podcast now. It is. It is. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think there's anything else, you know, left to say about the game. Yeah. I mean, there's, we didn't really even talk about the game because there was. I mean, you won't... Here, let me just read stats in case people are coming to this podcast for stats just to show you why we're so depressed about this game. All right, total shots. 12 to 7. Yep, that was Nottingham Forest that had 12, not Chelsea. <laughs> uh, shots shots on target. Uh, they had 5, we had 2. Okay. Yep. Um, They hit the woodwork once. We didn't hit the woodwork. Um, They had 8 shots inside the box to our 6 and 4 shots outside the box. Um, their XG was 1.43, ours was 0.94. Um, let's see. Uh, passing, they we dominated passing, which we do every match. Um, we dominated possession. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just like, it's one of those things. Like, they, I mean, statistically, we yeah. have more pa- possession, we have more passes. But they have more shots. They capitalize on their shots. And they take yeah. their chances and we don't. You know, whatever. It just means our passing is like, yeah, we're passing the ball a lot. Our players have a lot of touches. We're not making good passes. We're not making passes that build on anything. We're not making passes that move us forward. We're not making creative passes. We're not making like intelligent passes. We're not making passes that open up space. We're literally just passing the ball between like the back lines. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not doing anything with the ball. We can't turn with the ball. We we can't dribble with the ball. We can't take somebody on. Uh, the day the days of Hazard, like, taking the ball on and driving into the box are no more. Like, we just can't do it. We, we, don't, we don't have the talent to do it. Sterling, Sterling pisses me off every single day. Sterling and Pulisic, they, they literally have no skill. Like, this is from a guy that has no skill, but, like, I'm also not getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars That's right. to dribble towards a guy and get past him. Like, Sterling true. with his stupid little stepovers every damn game. I, I hate it so much. I hate watching him play. I hate watching Pulisic play. Pulisic is on the ground constantly. Yep. He doesn't stay up. He's always looking for a foul. And he's not good at it. He's nope. not good at it. He's just, not. Um, just dribble the dang ball. Just just go practice dribbling. Like, for the love of God, we've talked about fundamentals so much on this show. Like, our players have no fundamentals. Mm-mm, they don't. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, uh, Sterling literally goes, I remember, because you text me right before he scored, because he did something really, He I think he was dribbling toward the box and gave the ball away. Yep. And then it was like five minutes later he scored, and yeah. you know it's just like, okay, 
yeah, Sterling scored the goal. But do y'all remember how much other crap he did in that game? Like how much other stuff that how many giveaways he had, how bad the defending was, like just the other little things that he did in that game that aren't good. But if, the only thing that people will remember is that goal. If Sterling ever gets the ball, he he is more than likely going to lose it. Like mm-hmm. he yeah. he's gonna he's gonna lose it somewhere somehow. He's gonna he cannot do hold up play. He gives the ball away. Like I I just do not understand. Ground duels one three of eight. Aerial duel zero of one. Yeah. Like he can't yeah. do anything. Like he doesn't know he was dispossessed twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this takes all all this into account. There was a couple times when they passed the ball to him, and he like literally just like it bounced off his foot and went to the other team. Like it's so bad. Like it's I I struggle watching him. Um, he he is like worse than Jorginho now. <laughs> I think the only the only one up leg up he has on Jorginho is that he can score a few times a year and Jorginho well Jorginho gives us penalties so I guess Mm -hmm. I guess maybe he doesn't even have a leg up they're they're both pretty hard to watch in my opinion yeah they are I agree I mean there's not really that many people on our team that are I I enjoy watching Tiago play he's fun that's about it yeah I enjoy watching Reese play yeah Reese when he's out there but he just hasn't been out there this year Uh, I enjoy when Conte's out there yeah, those were the days. Brought, There is a good stat that I took. Let me read it right quick. I thought this was very interesting. Um, it is that so uh, Reese James, Ben Chilwell, and Nicola Conte have not started have started just one game together since December first of twenty twenty one. Jesus, our th- three of our I mean two of our best players when they're healthy. In recent Chilwell, you know, he's a great left back when he's healthy. Jesus. Since December 1st of 2021. So, in over a year, those guys have played one freaking match. And doing, it doesn't man? like it's going to happen anytime soon either. It's not. So, I mean. Just this is like, what we're stuck with. This is the team yeah. we're stuck with. These are the people we're stuck with. Mm-hmm. These are the guys. They're not showing any any desire, any passion. They go out there, they pass the ball around, they lose or draw, and they leave. Or they play a good first 30 minutes and then totally do. They literally just went from the last last 60 minutes of last game into this game and didn't change anything, didn't do anything. Lethargic, lazy mm-hmm. passing, horrible skill. Awful. Awful, mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. It's just bad, man. It's just bad. I don't know. This is going to be a really long second half of this season. Yep. We're not even technically halfway yet, I don't think. Nope. Nope, we're not. We're not halfway there yet. Jesus. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to say, Jason? Um, I was trying to think of something positive to say. Uh, We're friends still. We'll always be friends. Yeah. So that's positive. That is positive. We'll always be positive. friends. That's yep. that's what I got. Well, um, yeah. Anyway, 
this I don't really have anything else, you know, to add to this podcast either. Um, do you hear that noise in the background? That is Jason sneezing. Excuse me. Um, those were some amazing sneezes, sir. By the way, so loud. Um, I tried not to, but if I hold it in, then I, it sounds even worse. It sounds like I'm dying. Oh. So, yeah, I mean that's about it for this podcast, Jason. Tell these people where they can find us. We're on Twitter. What I need to do to cope with the games is I need to also get on there and tweet with you. <laughs> that would be fun. Doing tweeting. Yeah, we're on Twitter at the ball and foot. So check us out there. That's where we are. Yep. And we will always be friends. Yep, that is true. We will always be friends despite how bad Chelsea sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> we will definitely do that. Um yeah, y'all Follow us, um, listen to us on Spotify, Apple, um, wherever you listen to Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. I don't know. Just listen, please. Be great. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's a new year. We're a new podcast. We've been around for like six months. So, hey, let's let's give us some love, guys. That's all we're asking for. Celebrate Chelsea's past wins. Yeah, because we don't have any come, many current ones, but celebrate come, our past wins with us. Come revel in the misery with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll around in the mud. Yep, that's right. Let's be oh, sad geez. together. Uh, we'll 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 have some drinks and some laughs, and we'll always be friends. That's right. We'll cry. We'll laugh. We'll live. We'll love. Isn't that something that's like on your mom's <laughs> wall? Like, crap like that everywhere. Like on the, all like those mom's walls. Painted on wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't, some people probably don't get that reference, but it's a Southern thing in the United States, and we're making fun of it. I call that style Southern Pinterest. <laughs> Southern Pinterest, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, we're out of here, guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. Here's to friendship. Flippity-floppity. Flippity-floppity.